Hello, 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 everyone, and welcome to the Haven podcast. My name mm. is Paul. I'm from Haven, London, and Tyro, Haven, Leicester. Awesome. And today, what we are going to be talking about, which we're very, very excited to speak to you guys about, is character. Mm-mm-mm. That's the topic for today. And the scripture that we want to base this conversation is found in Romans 5, verse 4. Mm. And the scripture says, an endurance develops character develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. Mm. I'll read that one more time. And endurance develops strength of character and character strengthens our confident hope of mm. salvation. What are you saying, Tyler? What, what, what comes to mind um, with that scripture and what, you know, so why is character important? Why is character important? Um, Maybe just putting that scripture aside for one moment. I think as we were discussing before we started recording, you know, um, character is something that can seemingly go unnoticed in the grand scheme of things when we're walking in this this journey with God. And sometimes when all the fireworks of, you know, the, the prophetic and the Holy Spirit ministrations, all those moments there, it's difficult to highlight that it was actually a person's character that got them to that place. Um, but someone who's intently looking in, they will actually see that no one gets anywhere in God without having character. Because everything God will bring forth out of you, He will bring it forth through your character. You know, it's the, it's just the channel in which He will express Himself or express the fruits that He cultivates in you. It's your character. Um, I believe character is probably the most important thing to God the most important thing. Um, yeah, character is big, man. Character is big. So, um, literally what comes to mind for me is that character is what keeps you going when mm. times are hard also. Mm. Mm. So what comes to mind for me is that if we look at the life of Jesus, this is something we see constantly throughout the word. Mm. that Jesus withdrew to a solitary place to pray. Mm. That withdrawing to a solitary place was something that developed strength of character in him so that then what happened was when the storm storm came and he was in the boat with the disciples, he was able to speak to the storm and peace came back again. Um, And I think this is important. We... One of the things that I've kind of learned recently is that um, only, and we see this in the life of Jesus, it's only through having a relationship with God, first of all, being born again and committing mm. to Christ, that he begins to pour into us um, the kind of characteristics that we need to endure. Mm, 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 mm. Wow, wow. See, um, as you were saying that, um, I was reminded of, of Joseph, actually. And um, we know that Joseph's life, um, I've heard it that many say Joseph's life was a um, prophetic, you know, representation of what Jesus was going to live out as well. Wow. And um, one thing that people always have taught me is that it was Joseph's character 
that sustained him through all that he went through. You know, um, and one key thing that I know God taught me very recently that is that he doesn't test your ability. He tests your character. He wow. tests your character. And it's your character that he will test because that's what he needs to have to trust you. He needs to trust your character. He needs to believe that your character will day after day prove itself, you know. And I love this verse because if it's saying that it's through perseverance and hard times that our character is developed and shaped, then truly when the Bible says, count it all joy for the test of our faith because it works perseverance in us, truly then we should actually acknowledge that if we are to become the men of God that we are all called to be, those hard times that we all know that we go through should actually be our training ground, should be our cultivating place where God nurtures in us the right perspective and the, the, the fruitful character that will take us the whole way, you know? Since, since that's the case then, um, why would you say it is that many of us still kind of um, battle with um, maybe being consistent that would lead to a great character. Why is it that we, we know the benefits of character, but why is it that we still find it mm. to cultivate um, kind of the right habits that would lead to us, you know, yeah. when it comes? Mm. Um, I think it's two things. I think it's foundations, and I think, I think it's environment. Right. Um, foundations in regard, you know, in Matthew 7, the Bible speaks about that he who builds on the solid foundation, when the waves come, his house will stand firm. So all that he has built will remain. And I think many a times, um, you know, with the right heart, we, we build things and we're pursuing to, to get into deeper places of God. But the only issue is that if the foundation isn't solidified, yeah. however far we go, it can all actually come back come back down at any moment because we haven't solidified the basis in which we can build upon. And that is what I believe character is meant to do. It solidifies your foundation in the sense that in anything that you build, you build it from your foundation. Wow. And anything that you build in this kingdom, we build it through our character, from a place of, of having the right character. Remember God teaching me something um, that you can, you see when you lay your foundations, the building that you now start to build can only take the shape of the foundation. Ooh. Meaning the foundation will determine the shape and, and the structure that you build. So then if the foundations are square, what you build can only be limited to having a squared shape. Wow. If it's circle, it's limited to having a circular shape in however way you do it. But wow. what God wants is that we have a foundation that is so applicable, so diverse, mm -hmm. that he can build anything from there. And a diverse foundation to me looks like a godly character that is set in stone. And then I think the second thing is environment, that it's very easy for moments for things to be fruitful because they are in a conducive environment to bear fruit. But once you take something out of this environment not knowing, you then end up in a place where it can't really produce what it needs to produce. And I think sometimes we, we persist in the right seasons where the environment is there but then when it's now called on us to produce that environment ourselves, mm -hmm. that's when we lose the awareness because maybe we weren't even aware that it was the environment that was cultivating our growth. 
And if we couldn't hold in on the environment, we'll be able to replicate growth in a season where that environment wasn't given to us, that God is calling us to cultivate that environment for ourselves. And, you know, that environment can look like a lifestyle, prayer, persistence in the word, discipline, many of things. So literally what just came to mind as you were talking, Sayo, is Matthew 7 um, from verse 24 to 27. I'll just read it. Um, the title here is Building on a Solid Foundation, which ties in really well with what you just said. Um, and it says, anyone who listens to my teaching and follows it is wise, like a person who builds a house on a solid rock. Though the rain comes and the floodwaters rise and the winds beat against that house, it won't collapse because it is built on bedrock. But anyone who hears my teaching and doesn't obey it is foolish, like a person who builds a house on sand. When the rains and the floods come and the winds beat against that house, it will collapse with a mighty crash. Um, I think, we all, I think we've, we've all come across this verse quite often. Um, a lot of us, we make reference to, um, you know, to the first part where it says, listening, um, anyone who listens to my teaching. And as you were speaking, what came to mind for me is the second part, which says obedience. Um, mm. Often time, um, we listen mm. and we know a lot of us, we can scriptures and we, we, we listen to sermons upon sermons we've got the information I sense what the Lord is calling us to uh, is obedience also um, so wow. and obedience and that's very important because there's another part of scripture where Jesus says the righteous are not those who merely hear the word but the righteous are those who do the word in other words, what we can kind of take from that is that it's not just a matter of hearing, it's about doing, and by us doing, that leads to character, which leads to a solid foundation in us. Uh, got some technical difficulties at the moment. I'm not sure if you can hear me. Yeah, the whole thing is just frozen, bro. Can you hear me? So essentially, I feel that what the Lord is calling us to is not just the ability to listen and to hear to sermons and sermons, but the ability to also obey, um, because. As I previously mentioned, there's a part of scripture where Jesus says that the righteous aren't those who merely hear the word, but the righteous are those who do the word. Wow. Wow. I really, I really, um, and by doing, that's where we build character. And by building character, that's how, like Tyre was saying, we build our lives on a solid foundation. Mm, mm, mm. Wow. Um, that's powerful, bro. <laughs> that's powerful. So, um, yeah, so, I, I, I'm just thinking, what does that look like, um, practically speaking? Um, this is going to mm. be a tough one. It looks like loving your enemies. Taste. And this is just getting practical. It looks like um, 
it looks like giving to the needy, giving to the poor. Jesus preached about. So I think for me, because you know, you know what's funny, Tyler, right? That, um, it's easy to say to 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 talk about you know like facts and say, okay, yeah, the New Testament has um, twenty seven books, the Old Testament has like thirty nine books, but then mm-hmm. when we start talking about loving your enemies the man from the end like you then people that work on your nerves you love them and that's when they get sticky it's a deeper why because it's actually mm-hmm. doing it's when we do the hard stuff that we don't want to do where we grow it's the same way like mm. we hate vegetables mm. Mm. Um, you know, if if someone if someone said, "Can you have broccoli on this own?" <laughs> <laughs> You'd be like, "No way!" <laughs> but the reality, I don't want it. <laughs> broccoli is really good for you. <laughs> I mean, that's it, but it's like the things that we don't want to do, we know are good for us, and it's actually those things. That, at least in the context we're talking about, that build character and that help us build in a solid foundation. Mm. Mm. I see where you're going with this, you know, because um, I think two things that came to mind as you mentioned those points were um, be be doers of the of the word and not just hearers. Yeah. The Bible says we should be doers of the word, word and not just hearers. And I don't have any particular verses, but I know many times in the Bible it speaks about how we should exercise. We should exercise this and we should exercise that. We should work out this and work out that. And there's a degree to which what we, because receiving is, a, is in a sense a passive, passive um, process. You know, if we put it like this, when, we, when we're, um, we're hearing a sermon or we're hearing someone speak of, of the word of God, you know, it's, it's all that's actually happening is that first we are opening our mouths to receive this food and there's a degree to then after that we have to chew it and we have to really chew it to make sure that it's you know it's been sectioned out and and processed in a way that it can be swallowed and that swallowing process is when we take time to really allow the taste of this food and all that it is to be ingested in us and then we allow our body to digest it and spread out the nutrients in the way that we need it to do. And in like manner, what the word of God needs to, to become is food to us. You know, Paul speaks about you're no longer babes who need milk. You should be onto the solid foods, you know. And whether it's milk or meat that we're eating, there's a need to digest it, to take it in, to firstly be willing to receive, open your mouth, call, pastor speaking, we open our mouth to receive. But... So yeah, like um, when pastors speaking, there's a position where we are naturally inclined to receive. So in that place, we're in stage one where our mouth is open. But then there's also a requirement for us to taste that food and chew it and then allow it to be processed in our mouth that we can actually swallow it and digest it, like I mentioned earlier. And I believe it's in that tasting and that chewing that many stop the process of becoming doers of the word. 
and just stop at being hearers. Stop at those being fed the word, but not those who ingest the word, you know. Um, and I'm, I'm reminded of the verse where it speaks about how and the parable of the sower. And one of the one of the processes or one of the moments that Jesus was describing is when those without understanding, the enemy comes and takes the seed before he can bear fruit. And um, in that sense, I believe what's on my heart right now is a sense that there's a place in which our understanding or our understanding of the word, meaning our digestive or the digesting of the word, will prevent the enemy from even having license to come and take it, because it says that those without understanding. God, the, the enemy can come and retrieve that which that seed that was planted. So we can go to a place where, as we receive the word, and we taste it, and whether it's conviction, or whether it's something that uplifts us, we have to be intentional. Sorry about that. We have to be intentional in swallowing that word, and allowing it to be digested by our being, processing it. What does what does that look like? When you digest something, your body's processing it. And it's drawing out the nutrients that it needs and taking aside all the things that it doesn't need. And in like manner, when we hear the word of God get given to us by a messenger of God on any platform, in any regards, cool, we've received it, we've opened our mouths, we've tasted it, and maybe it's a good word that we're enjoying, or maybe it's convicting us and it doesn't taste too good. There's still a need for us to chew it, swallow it. That swallowing part is the most important. Swallow it and allow it to dwell in us. You know, allow it to, to be processed in our being, in our spiritual being, by going over it again and again and drawing forth from it what needs to be understood. And it's by understanding that we go from that place from hearing to being doers, because it's in our beings now, isn't it? You can't, you just, if you had dinner tonight, you've eaten it, your body's done with it, you don't know where the protein and the carbs have, have, have gone, but they're in your body doing the job they need to do. And in like manner, the word, once you really process and digest it, it's going to be in you, in your members, in your being, and it will, it will bring itself forth when it needs to be brought forth in it. What yeah. you've, you've touched on there, you've touched on an important concept there, Tyler, which is the, pro, the concept of process. Um, mm. Mm. So, that, 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 so then what we could say from that is, is character development is a process. Um, yeah. yeah. And the reason why... And the question will answer the reason why it's important is that sanctification is a process. Um, mm. um, um, so, so, because there might be people watching thinking, uh, you know, character, I've heard it all before, but you know, mm. it's not something that I should care about. Um, but mm. the root of character, because it's process, there is sanctification in there also. Um, mm. And Paul says we are being saved. Um, so when we get born again, our spirit is saved, but our soul is still going through a transformation to become more and more wow. going from faith to faith, from glory to glory, like Scripture says. So it's a process. Mm. Also, yeah? That's just what came to mind um, as you were speaking. Another reason why it's important. This um, another point that I wanted to talk about. I've got written on here is that a life of character enables those around you to trust you. Um, that a life of did you hear that? Yeah. A life of character enables those around you to trust you. Um, mm. I think I think I'm always um, mm. so something just came to mind now. This is not on my notes. Um, is that 
Um, we look at the life of Jesus, as we mentioned before, and we saw, we see that constantly said he did go to a quiet place. Right? Um, now, what's interesting is that I believe that it was his character and that consistency he built that drew people towards him to be able to say things like we see in the word. Lord, I know if you send the word, come with him. Yeah. Um, it was that. It was that. That consistency in the in the prayer and that consistency in his relationship with the Lord that led the disciples to trust that if this man laid his hand on someone, they'll be healed. Uh, so character enables those around to trust you. Um, um, and also, we could also see it this way: bring it down to earth. In that, in that, I, if I know Tayo is someone that every single day at 7 a.m. or 6 a.m. or 8 a.m., 9 a.m., whatever time works for him, he wakes up, reads his word, prays, something every single day before he starts his day. Then I know Tyle is someone that I can trust. Let's say, for example, when it comes to, if I'm going through a difficult time, I know that I can trust Tyle to have a word for me. Mm. Because this is someone that I've seen cultivate a lifestyle in the secret place of reading the word. Wow. His knowledge of the word is up there, so I know he's someone that I can go to to give me a word and to encourage me in the word when I need it. So character causes those mm. around to trust you. Right, what would you say to that type? Mm, mm, mm. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I completely agree with you. And in the sense that it enables others around you to trust you, is in a sense, it becomes your, your CV. Your character is your CV. It's your CV, it's your reference. It's everything you will need to identify whether you have the qualities that is desired for whatever particular role. Um, and the characteristics needed to be a trustworthy friend. You know, your character. Um, you know, when we're all growing up, you're, your parents are always saying to you that it's the people that you hang around with that will determine what kind of you become. I believe um, there's, I think there's a verse actually that you you told me of very earlier today. I think um, that well, do, do you want to remind us of that verse? Yeah, yeah. So it's the verse that says, "Bad company corrupts good character." Mm, mm, mm. And in that sense, then you understand that. People who only want to be around someone with good character, yeah. because if bad company corrupts good character, then good character would invoke good character in someone else, you know. And yeah. I think that works two ways: the people that you spend time with, you will rub off on them. Your your character will rub off on them. In like manner, those that have been nurturing us in the spirit, their character has rubbed off on us. And in the same way, when we spend time with God, His character rubs off on us. So it's, it's contagious and it's something that it can't be ignored. Your character is the, is the scent that will tell someone whether you're trustworthy or not. You can tell by the scent and it's your character that would allow someone to believe. Um, something I said earlier is that character is the accent of the kingdom. You know, and if, if, if love is the language of the kingdom, your character is the accent to which we can identify where you're from. You know, if I hear someone walk in this room now, the people that draw the accent, man knows they're from Newcastle and dentists there. 
they come with a Scouse accent, that Jamie Carragher, that I know, okay, then move on. <laughs> you know, but if someone came with that character, that of godliness, by that accent, you know, I can tell that Ra is a, a Christian, a, a man of the, of the kingdom, you know. Mm-hmm. I've, got, I've got a story. So I remember one time, Tyler, um, I just finished uni, finished my lectures for the day. On my way home, and of course, there's another student, and the sport led me to have a conversation with this guy. Um, mm. Just, you know, finding out about him, what he's studying, why Nottingham, why I studied University of Nottingham. And um, literally, we were walking um, about a half an hour, 20 minute journey, and uh, we got to a point where you know them ones you're like, hey, we've been talking for time and we're just walking, walking, walking. Like, take yeah. Ones that we missed, or like, you just feel like this has been a long walk, but yet we've been enjoying it. Great conversation. But then out of it, he says to me, um, <laughs> to be honest with you, mate, I was supposed to take a left a while ago, but being <laughs> around you, there's just, I've just really enjoyed it. Wow. I've ended up missing my turn. Um, <laughs> he's like, I could, I could have this. I could chat with you all day long and just, you know, just. Oh, man. Wow. I was on my way home, and um, I kid you not, this was just wind. So he, he took a pen and he went home. Um, this was just ringing in my mind, literally on my mind. Mm. But there was something that I was carrying that enabled him to stay with me. To the point where I'm and I do a U-turn because the Holy Spirit said to me, that was great. Mm. Now, you can tell him the gospel. Wow. Wow. I could have easily texted him. Um, But I I think, and I'm careful not to get it wrong, but I texted him, I said, hey, bro, are you still around? And Mm. I went to meet this guy and I shared with him the gospel and I shared with him the church that I'm going to, the church that I go to and I said hey this is the why but you were drawn it's Jesus wow. and I told him about I told him about I told him the gospel I told him about the church I went to um, I just wish I stayed in touch with him though because I didn't follow up but the story itself reminds me of the importance of character when you were speaking Literally, I was reminded of that story because it says that when you build character and when you build a life of consistency in the secret place, for example, in the room, it's like a sweet aroma, like a scent. Like a mm. around yeah. You. They're drawn to you, mm. stay around you, and they want to get a hold of what you have. Mm. And I'm just the life of Jesus right here. It says the crowds were drawn to him, and many, many came to him and you healed them and you cast about demons and all kinds oh. of oh. sweet fragrance that you carried that drew them towards him. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Wow. Wow. Okay, bro, can you pause it in this moment in time because I'm on 5%. Right? So that's the story that came to mind, um, literally. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I think one thing, I think what he identified there was that you carried something, right? You carried the presence of God. You know, um, in Exodus thirty-three, it says um, Moses was saying that God, please go before us. Like we can't go unless you go before us. 
how will people know that we are different? How will people be able to distinguish between us and them and others that are roaming in the same area? Meaning that it is God's presence that distinguishes you. And now we have the ability or the privilege to be able to spend so much time in his presence that he can cultivate in us a godly character. Meaning your character is actually the proof and the, the badge, almost your, the license that shows that God's presence has been cultivated in you. And that's where people will, that's what people will look at and see. You know, the Bible says um, that to some we are of, of, of fragrance of life and to others a smell of death or something along those lines. And I believe that that's also not just the presence that you carry, but also is through your character. That was in the life of Jesus, to some, he was a fragrance of life and hope. You know, to those who needed light, he was that. But to the Pharisees and those of pride and whatnot in their heart, he was a, he was a, a foul-smelling odor, you know, because they didn't want to accept such a character. And in that same way, the world will almost reject godly character to a degree, but more people that... Less people that, there'll be less people that reject it and a lot more people that need that fragrance of life, which yeah. is why character is so important. It's, it's key. In another sense, it's what will allow God to open opportunities for you to spread the gospel right. and even live out the gospel through your character. Now, your character is the written gospel that you act out. Paul says that we are living epistles. You know, we are, we are living epistles. And in that moment, he was talking about recommendation and who, um, how he doesn't boast about what he's done, but we ourselves are the living epistles of, his, of the good works that the apostles did. And right now, me and you are living epistles of those who have discipled us and, and, the, pre and the word of God and time spent in the presence. Our life has become a living epistle for men to read, for others to see by our character and our that these people represent Christ, you know. Yeah, man. Yo, Tyo has just dropped some serious bars for you guys. Um, yeah. Hope you are taking notes because, bro, <laughs> <laughs> serious gems, bro. Those are, are spirit-filled wisdom moments. Those. Um, Thank you so much. I need to read, I need to listen to this again and write them ones down. <laughs> <laughs> I was listening to that. So I think I think we can we can call this part one. Yeah, yeah. This part one. Thank you for tuning in. Really appreciate it. Um, Take, take, take into consideration everything Tyle said, everything Mastercard said. Um, this is also a process, learning process for us as well. Um, and, you know, I hope that from these podcasts we can all go to what wants us to be. Right? Amen. So, um, part two. We'll catch you up then. God bless. God bless.